Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life with Paul and Jeannie. We're glad that you're here with us, and we want to share this time with you and with the Lord each time we're together. And we're grateful for all those who have given us feedback in regards to them growing in their relationship with God by developing a daily devotion time with the Lord. It's a good thing. So Jeannie, in this series that we're in, the Ten Commandments, uh, let's see, last time we were we had already started into commandment number seven, you shall not commit adultery. And we kind of felt like there was a few more things we needed to, to share with you. So Jeannie, where are we? Well, last time we talked about um, Jesus bringing to the surface that when we commit a sin that it starts with the heart so we kind of looked at that for a while that it's not just uh, the physical act but it's what's in your heart and that that needs to be taken care of with the Lord on a daily basis right because the enemy is always trying to uh, stumble us especially for Mary because he hates marriage and how important it is to God because God uh, like you said um, he equates it with him being a spouse to us Yes. And so that's pretty special. In fact, um, in Matthew 29, the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus. And they asked him again about divorce, which we talked a little bit about last time. And they were asking, um, you know, is it okay to get divorced for any reason? And Jesus answered them and says, you know, have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? Verse 5, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. So um, you use that in a lot of marriage ceremonies, don't you? Oh, absolutely. For better, for worse, for richer, for and then and then also isn't there a line in there about forsaking all others how's yes. that go yes well i actually i actually uh asked that question that's part of the ceremony where i ask uh you know will you be faithful and that's that's where we're at here with this uh subject of adultery forsaking all others so forsaking all others. you will have temptations so but jesus was saying here that um you know, the male, female, and they're going to leave their father and mother, and they're going to become one. So they're no longer two, but one, and that what God's joined together. So, uh, you know, that is in God's mind, we are no longer two individuals. We've actually yes. joined and become one. Right. So that's a private, special um, union that's happened and it's just between two people. So in right. any way that that could be separated or intruded upon, the Lord's real, uh, really against it because it has so much value to it. Yeah, I've actually told people from now on, now that you're married, uh, God doesn't just see you, but he sees you and your spouse. Yes. And that there's nobody else on the planet that can pray for your spouse more effectively than you can or your spouse for you. So there is a very special bond there, a very special unity that is meant to be prized. Right. 
So um, from that standpoint, uh, we lift it up and value it. And um, if you're not sure whether or not it's something that is really that precious, then God goes on to say through Hebrews 13, 4 in the New Living Testament, Paul writes, give honor, verse 4, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. And then goes on to say, God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. So it's not just the, the damage that you do to one another. Um, you're actually going to have uh, anybody who indulges in adultery right. and does not repent is going to be judged for it. Right. It's in, the immoral act uh, is something that God is very upset about, and for good reason, because of what it does. Um, in Galatians 5.19, it says, The works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, and it goes on to for a whole list. But those are results of the work of the flesh, it's called. So... Uh, again, that's a person who is not yielded to God and wanting to serve God, but just their own selfish needs. And then 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, New King James says, do not be deceived. He's talking to somebody and saying, you know, don't, don't be deceived. Doesn't matter what's going on in the culture around you. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor so sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And yeah, that's pretty clear. That's pretty clear. <laughs> so if that's your lifestyle, it's right there saying that you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And um, I, I find it interesting because it says in this list, fornicators, uh, then idolaters, and then adulterers. Um, what's the difference between somebody who gives in to fornication or, or adultery? They're both sexual sins. Right. Well, fornication is before you're married. Uh, indulging in sexual activities before you're married. So two individuals who are not married. Correct. Yeah. And then if you're married and you have sexual... Then that's adultery. Adultery because it's not with your wife or your husband. Right. Okay. So they're all put in this group of... Yeah. Wrong. I think especially with um, fornication right now with our society, it it, it seems like I, I, I rarely hear of anybody waiting till they get married. It seems like they're sleeping together, that they're living together, and then they call themselves Christians. Right. They don't have a, the fear of God on them that this is wrong, that yeah. sex is special and elevated by God because he, he made it to be special between two people within the the borders of marriage. And um, don't you think it's sad that there's so many that... Just, just totally ignore it. Just totally ignore it. And it's say, like well, taking scissors to your Bible and cutting out those parts that, you know, that you don't like, or just putting God on ignore. Or, or, or to give it an excuse, well, I, I love this person, and so it must be yeah. okay. Right. Must be an exception for me. Right. Or we are going to get married eventually, so it's not like we're just partying. You know, this person's special yeah. to me, and I'm special to them, so that makes it different. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah. It's it's outside of the way God has put the boundaries, Yeah. and the boundaries are there to bless us. Right. Marriage is a uh, 
bond that God has instigated. You could say that marriage is God's creation for humanity. He made it. So marriage is not ours to change or rearrange or to play with. God has given very clear instructions as to what marriage is and, and how it is to be operated. And it's not ours to change. That That's the plain and simple of it. Further than that, you already hit on it, is that God elevates sex to this tremendously high level. In fact, he even calls the marriage bed holy. So he not to raises be it up. Huh? Yeah, not to be defiled. Not to be defiled. So he raises it up. But the culture drags sex down to the lowest place that it can. Yeah. Which is just pure selfish satisfying the flesh. Satisfying yeah. themselves. Yeah. And doesn't see it as spiritual. Yeah. Right. And you know when uh we're done? Yeah. Okay. Well then let's talk about it one more time, okay? All right. Hold that thought, Jeannie. Father, thank you so much for uh again giving us um instructions, rules, guidelines to live by in order to keep us safe and in order to bless us and in order to give us the best life ever that leads to eternal life. So I ask you, bless my brothers and sisters, encourage them this day in their walk with you. For I pray these things in Jesus' wonderful name. Everyone says, Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. See you soon.